SE16, presented by ICTV, your home for everything sports and entertainment. It starts right now. Hello and welcome to the SE16 podcast alongside Matt Rehemba and Jonah Restuccio. As hey. always, I'm Steve Altieri. Salty Steve. How Good old doing? Salty. How's it going, Salty? How you doing? It's going well, guys. Yeah. How's it going for you? Doing all right. Fantastic. It's a little snowy outside today, but you know. All right, Spring break right. in four days. So, yeah. you Disney. Know, Disney. Oh, I can't wait. Disney. Ah. Cannot wait. Speaking <laughs> of Florida, that's where they're playing baseball. Right Solid now. transition. I like now it. we're I like going. It. In, we're gonna go straight into our weekly segment. You know, explain it, Steve. Explain it for the new, the new peeps. The new peeps. The new peeps. Explain it. For the, the new peeps. You don't know. All right. So if you have not tuned in before, what we're doing is if aliens came to Earth and challenged the world to a game of baseball, you get to pick one person at each position from one year. So who had the greatest individual seasons ever in the game of baseball? For pitcher, we picked Pedro Martinez, 1999. Yep. Catcher, Johnny Bench, 1970. First base, Lou Gehrig, 1927. And our second base pick from our last show, we ended up going... Going with Rogers Hornsby, Ooh. 1924. Jack, Jack Kepner was a guest on the show. He gave us his pick, and he was one for one with the best argument for Rogers Hornsby. You know, I did listen, and Jack did did put in work. He so. put in work. Right. I'm he just saying. Oh, so, right, Steve, I should have a question. Up, I should have did you come up with this like idea on your own, just like sitting in your room, or did you like, look it up online somewhere? You're just bored one day, and you're like, you know what? What if aliens came yeah, to the world? I was just and... wondering like how you came up with right. this idea. Because you texted so, us out of nowhere yeah, one day, yeah, and yeah. It's, it's a good idea. Like, it I love it. In Respect my mind, but I don't... My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, Salty. <laughs> it was in my mind, but then... I don't know if I saw it somewhere on the internet or what, but it wasn't something that I read somewhere, but it might have been something I had previously read somewhere, and then I was it just, just came re- back. It, it just, came back to okay. me in I my just, mind. Respect it, respect it. It could yeah. be one of those situations. So we're going to today go with third base. So who had the greatest individual season at third base ever, and who will be our starting third baseman? Matt. This is easy. We're going to start with you. See, you don't got to look anywhere else. And you don't have to look anywhere else. There's honestly no point. There's three picks. Yeah, we yeah. got three picks. Well, you know what? There's no point because you got Mike Schmidt, 1980. Ooh. 1980, Mike Schmidt. Ooh, Lay Mike down Schmidt. the numbers for Lay us. down the numbers. 48 home runs, 121 RBIs, mm-hmm. and he was never mm. a guy who hit for average, but he still hit 286 that year in 150 games. So, I mean, and he also had, how many hits did he have? 157 hits that season. So, I mean, you know, Mike Schmidt, probably one of the best third basemen of all time, in my opinion. I'm not talking about A-Rod because he did roids, so forget him. But A-Rod also had his best seasons at shortstop. Yeah, too. in eh. Texas. When he I mean, he had, some, he had some pretty good seasons at third base. I mean, when he came over with the Yankees, that short porch. One he was, of the greatest players ever. Uh, what? Except, uh, for, except for the fact that, An asterisk. You know, asterisk. Yeah, yeah. Asterisk. Listen, if A-Rod had nothing around him about – his whole steroids, I'd probably go with him. Yeah, easily. 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 I feel like we, we would all probably agree on that. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, there, maybe not no, Salty because he likes Red Sox. Is there a rule? Can we pick people who have been uh, used for steroids? I mean, they play great. Is we, it, yeah. is, is, are, steroids, argued, are steroids yeah. illegal? Are steroids illegal in this alien game? Best individual season okay. ever. Nothing defined it as. So, so best individual season at third base, probably Mike Schmidt, 1980. Okay. All, right. All right, Jonah, who's All right. your pick? All right, I'm just, I'm just, I'm gonna go back to 1964. 1964. I think that's 
This country was in turmoil at that point. Yep. But they did play the game of baseball. So Always. America's pastime, baby. You, you know, got to keep going. Week, last week for second base, which you guys didn't pick, which I am still astonished at, I went with Jackie Robinson. I'm going to keep it in the Robinson family. All right. And I'm, I'm going to go with Brooks Robinson. Wow, what a segue. Brooks you like Robinson. that? You like that? There Brooks Robinson for the Baltimore Orioles. He played over 20 years in Major League Baseball. In 163 games, his career his career high, he had 118 ribbies. He batted for 317, and he also won the Golden Glove that year, one of the many Golden Gloves that he that he had. I mean, the people we've picked. Many pay- Golden Gloves? Yes. We're talking about one season, so he won the I'm Golden Glove. I'm just saying glove. he's a great fielder. We have a lot of power hitters on this team so far. Johnny Bench, Lou Gehrig. I mean, what we need a guy who can field the ball. You know, the hot corner. You want someone Are who can. Are you saying that Rogers Hornsby can't field the ball at I'm second just base? Say- Are you saying that Johnny Bench was not a good defensive catcher? I'm just saying. I'm just saying we should focus on a defensive player at least once. You can throw this guy eight, nine in the order. Oh, it depends uh, on if we're putting pitchers in defense, there. Talking defense, Mike Schmidt, one of the best third basemen of all time, defensively. Hey, you can't argue with a .972 fielding percentage and 14 errors the whole season. That's crazy. I made 14 errors in 14 games in Little League, all right? That's insane. Jonah, I'm guessing you weren't very good at Little League. <laughs> yeah. I, I was the shortstop. But I was shortstop, pretty good. Right. I was on the All-Star team. At least team. you didn't play right field. No, I played you know shortstop, right field, All-Star team. It was devastating. It's true. Tough I, loss. I may have played right field. <laughs> I'm sorry. What, did, what did Malty play? <laughs> did Malty play left? Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, you guys may have made your picks, and I'm just going to tell you why you're wrong. 1953, the Cleveland Indians third baseman, his name Al Rosen. He played Who? a hunt. You haven't heard of him? <laughs> no. He played in nine seasons yeah, that's why. in Major League Baseball. Wow, he only nine played, seasons? He only played six Come full on seasons. Now. But he had the greatest individual season ever by a third baseman. War, that the statistic means wins above replacement. He has the greatest war of any third baseman ever for one season. He won the MVP. He played 155 games, hit 43 home runs, had 145 RBIs, and this is where he blows your guys out of the water, a 336 batting average. His OPS was over one, the greatest individual season by nah. a third baseman ever. Ooh, Al nah. It's not even close. Not even close. It's not even 48 close. home runs, 121 RBIs for Mike Schmidt. World it's star. Gold glove World MVP. Star. World star. All-star. I mean, come on now. <laughs> this guy came out of nowhere and gave the greatest individual season seasons. performance yeah. at third base. And we're I'm talking about one year, a 422 on base percentage, a slugging percentage. We need over a fielder. Six. We need someone who can field the ball. It's just not a power hitter. Yeah. You, you, you're making We're trying a to put team. a team together. Yeah. And if we're this, putting a yeah, team making, together, I'm talking Mike Schmidt at I'm third base. I'm talking Brooks Robinson. Guy did not make errors. Guy won. Let's see how many gold gloves he's won. One, two, three, we're four, talking about five, one five season. six, seven, one eight, season. nine. Jonah. Nine gold one, gloves. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, guys, thirteen, fourteen, guys, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. I need to slow you down for a second. People don't want to listen to you counting out loud. Do that. Do numbers in the head math. Now, you mentioned 14 errors all year for Brooks Robinson. Yeah. Al Rosen, 19 errors. That's a few more, but that's not many errors How many for games the third base pos- position. 155. Okay, so Brooks so, Robinson played nine more games and had less errors. Brooks Robinson had 
eight more games because you said 163. Oh, Learn true. how to do math. Did you say, math. Did you say 155? It back, bringing it back again. <laughs> Wait, did you say 155? I did say 155. Let's talk about a guy in 1980. Oh, 95% fielding percentage for Mike Schmidt sorry. in 1980. Okay, we can go back and forth on this all day, but you decide. The listeners back home, tweet at us. Mm-hmm. Let us know mm-hmm. who you pick as your do greatest it. third baseman of do all it. time. Is it Mike Schmidt? Is it Brooks Robinson? Or is it Al Rosen? Let us know. We might even mention you maybe, on the next show. Maybe. Give maybe. you a little shout so, out. Yeah. Now we're going to move on a little bit to the NFL offseason. Yeah, the so, NFL offseason. A lot of moves yeah. going on. Jonah, tell me about it. Well, you know, the NFL offseason has been going ever since that uh, big Patriots win for you, Steve. How was that? How, uh, how's that treating you right now? Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots. Right. I've, heard, I've heard enough. All right. So, yeah, the NFL offseason has <laughs> been getting real hot and steamy. There's been a lot of moves, a lot of things to talk about, a lot of transactions. So what's on your guys' mind regarding the NFL offseason? Uh, as of late, you know, you see Andre Johnson may leave the Texans, a team he's been with forever. He gave them permission you, to you trade You know who else away. might leave their team? Darrell Revis, I heard. Ah, Darrell Revis. Darrell Revis. There's a chance that uh, Woody Johnson, Todd Bowles, Mike McCagnan are getting a real push for uh, okay. getting Darrell Revis back on the Jets. Here's and, uh, what I'm going to say about that. Sounding pretty good right yeah, now, the I'm way, I'm, the way everything I'm hearing. I'm, I'm Darrell Revis back on the Jets. Improve that secondary. I, I'm and the Jets it. have plenty, plenty of cap space this offseason to sign I love it. Here's, here's what I'm going to tell you. First of all, again. First of all, Darrell Revis is not – a free agent at this moment in time. The second thing I'm going to tell you is, did does anyone remember last offseason when every Jets fan you knew was te- was saying, oh, Darrell Revis is going to come back to New York. And guess really? what happened? He chose to sign with a team that won. I remember Revis that. Fans, were, fans were rooting to get him back on the team. They, no, were, they, try- were, they, were, no, they were supporting that idea. But it wasn't a it wasn't a done deal. No, fans, I'm not saying it's fans, a done deal fans, now. But Jets fans were talking about it as if it was a reasonable expectation. Darrell Revis, he loves winning, and if you listen to Mark Dominic, he said this on the Mike and Mike show on ESPN Radio. He is the ESPN front office analyst, and he is a former general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He says that he thinks Revis stays in New England. So I gotta ask you this question, then, Salty. What are the options that the Patriots actually pay that twenty million signing bonus? Oh, I doubt it. I <laughs> doubt March ninth. You think yeah. that's gonna happen? I think that Revis will renegotiate a contract with the New England Patriots that will pay a large sum of money, but not twenty million dollars, which will allow the Patriots to keep other players, such as Devin McCourty, who they did not franchise tag the other day such as Gerard Mayo, Vince Wilfork, leave them all paying a good amount of money and keep that team intact because that this Patriots team wants to win another one. They want to come back and win another one. And I believe Darrell Revis wants to win. He's not going to go back to New York where they Who's have, to say he's not they're not going to win in New York? Who's to say they're not yeah. going to win New York when they have, have a new you, have management wa- new management leading the way in Todd Bowles hey, and Mike McCagney? Imagine if we get Mariota, if Mariota drops to six. There's for the a chance Jets. that Mariota can fall in the draft. A lot of people are doubting him, and we've seen this happen so much in the NFL draft where you have guys coming out and people are saying, oh, top five pick, top ten pick, yada, yada, yada. Aaron Rodgers, where did he fall? Fell to about 24th, yeah, 25th. Look where he is now. And look where he is now. One of the Boom. best quarterbacks you know in the who, National who Football League. Who also fell? Johnny Manziel, who stinks. Brady Quinn. No, you can't say that, dude. He's had one bad year. That. He got caught up in the party and cut him okay, some slack. Brady he's Quinn going fell to, he's in to rehab. To the 20th pick because the Brady Quinn actually was terrible. We've seen Brady Quinn. We saw Johnny Manziel for like how, how many games? 
four, five, maybe two at most. And he came in at probably the worst possible time. Yeah. When they decided to just randomly go with Johnny Manziel so halfway through the season. So you guys honestly think Johnny Manziel is yeah. going to yes. come in oh, next yeah. year yeah. and oh. be a good quarterback for the Cleveland? I think yeah. Johnny Manziel is going to be Once a great quarterback. Pro- in the NFL. He went to rehab. He's getting his priorities in order. He is going to be. A, and that's the first gonna, sign. I'm not of saying he's going to be an Aaron Rodgers or anything, but I think he'll have a decent career. Yeah. He's a playmaker. He knows how to win. If they hit, if they put the right pieces around him, obviously they're going to have a top pick in the draft this year. Mm-hmm. And they could potentially as a, they need a this is a draft that's loaded with receivers. Yeah, they need a re- receiver because Josh Gordon is doesn't know how to control his own life. Josh Gordon is a screw up, <laughs> and at least Johnny Manziel screws up. But if goes he's fixes. going in to fix the problems, yeah. and that's the biggest sign of improvement for Johnny Manziel. Right? I mean, so not, can I yeah. change the subject a little sure, bit here? Sure, Steve. The biggest move I think that has happened so far in the NFL offseason was actually deciding against the move. It was actually the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. So. For those of you who don't know, the franchise tag, they take – a team can apply one player the franchise tag, which will make that player one of the highest-paid players in the league. They average out salaries of the highest-paid players and pay that player that amount of money for one season. And Damu Kong Su was not – the Lions did not use the franchise tag on him. He's one of the best defensive players in the NFL. But he I mean, gets suspended one sense. game every year. But he's one of the biggest impact players in the NFL. Why would the Lions not do it? The Lions have a decent team. They 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 he's were a, player. a championship contender. He I, I could I could I could see why it's it's not surprising. I mean, Dominican Sue is probably one of the dirtiest players in the National Football yep. League. Can, I I'm not Dirt, gonna lie. I would take him. Dirtiest players as in. Extremely well talented, and also he does dirty things. Both, yes. yeah, Both. yeah, Both. exactly. You, you took it's the words right out of It's a double entendre. So, wow, big word, Steve. Yeah, I like salty. it. So like it, it. it kind of it's sort of evens out, I guess. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's kind of evening out that they don't want to deal with Indomitian Sue, it, the mental Indomitian Sue. You know what I'm saying? The guy who's going to go out there and stomp on Aaron Rodgers and kick people and do extra stuff that yeah. no one really wants to see, but. He is probably a top five defensive player in the National Football he, he's League. He's probably, in my opinion, the closest person to J.J. Watt on the defensive line oh, that there is in I the agree. NFL. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's saying right here that uh, he, the Giants are considering a run at him. If the Giants, I mean, can get everybody's going to yeah, be considering a run at him. Yeah, I know, but the Giants are the front runner right now is what it's is what the rumor has. But you can never believe rumors. But I mean, if the Giants and the got Giants him, also released. Uh, who they released? They just released someone to clear up cap space. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I just lost off the top of my head. I apologize, but they did Are remove uh, one of the top me? defensive players. Are you serious, Randy? And, and I'm so serious. And punter Pat McAfee is trying to recruit him to Indianapolis. And speaking of Indianapolis, they're tar- I, like they're targeting Indomitian Sue, but you know who Indianapolis is also targeting? Who just got the the go ahead? Andre Johnson, who uh, just gave his team the Houston yep. Texans the go ahead to the Giants released Matthias Kiwanuka. So. Oh, okay, thank you. So thank you, Matthias Kiwanuka. Who? You don't know who that is? No. He's wow. the defensive He's a end. very good defensive end. I was just asking. I, I just, just want clarification. Say, I wanted to, say to do the name it for you, the listeners who didn't know. I wanted to see if Matt could say the name multiple times. I'm sorry. Can you say the name? No. I can't because I didn't hear it fast. Matthias Kiyonuka. Matthias Kiyonuka? Nope. Kiyonuka? All right, this is just getting Kiwanuka. <laughs> Matthias. What, okay, say the last name. Kiwanuka. Kiwanuka. Yep. Boom! Get at there me. You go. Can you, <laughs> you say got it? Uh, get at Michael Ho Ho Manawanui, tight end for the New England Patriots. Michael Ho Ho Manawanui. Close. We're gonna move on <laughs> from this because this is getting pretty bad at this point. 
I'm sorry about this, folks. <laughs> Jonah and Matt, I don't blame me. It's the don't blame you. Don't blame what? I just brought up that. Hey, up you're tight end. <laughs> All right, the last thing I want to talk about with the NFL: Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, are either right. one of them game changers in the NFL draft? Nope. Coming in. Um, no, no. I no. think I think Winston has the capability, but I think his outside influences will get in the way. I think he may do some bad things in the NFL. Again, I think he doesn't have the conscience to know when to say yes or no. And for Mariota, I, I, unless he goes to the Eagles, I don't think he'll have a successful career because the Eagles are the only one where he's adapted to the offense. I think there are a lot of questions surrounding both of them going into the draft. Yeah. There's questions about Jameis Winston's sh- thrower. Uh, sh- shoulder. I got you, shoulder. What, shoulder you. You at doing? the combine. <laughs> yeah. There were questions about that going in there. Um, but obviously there's a lot of talk. Him, this is the first time he's not playing baseball at this time of the year, so obviously it's a tough transition for his throwing shoulder. Anyone who plays sports would know that. Uh, but, yeah, I think there's a lot of questions surrounding both of those guys, and right now I think it's way too early to say they're game-changing uh, guys going into I, the I definitely draft. agree with both of you on that one. Jamin Swinson, he's definitely got to grow up a little bit. A little Marcus bit. Mariota, the exact opposite. I just want to share this one little anecdote about him. He – the one time he's ever gotten in trouble with the law, he got a speeding ticket, and it's because he this. hung out yeah. at the Boys and Girls Club too long, lost to track get, of time. Had to get back somewhere. Ha- had to get back for curfew. He's a good man. He, he's, he's spending time with kids. Love Marcus Mariota, but Great I guy. don't know if he's talented enough to make it in the well, NFL I think he, I think unless he fits yep. in with the Philadelphia Eagles. I think he's the, talented to go in the right system, but, but the only he's got to be in the right Listen, system. Listen, he's for a his he's game. a he's a guy who can throw in the pocket. He just needs to improve on his accuracy. I remember in the national championship game, he was overthrowing guys. Maybe it was just nerves or whatever. I don't know. But he was overthrowing a lot of his receivers, just wasn't making mm-hmm. his throws. But and then if you saw him in the semifinal game in the playoff, he was very good. But yeah. it, it felt watching a lot of different games that he but the played thing in, is, that it was within the system that yeah. Oregon had. He, I don't know if he can do it in but a the thing is, a lot of people system. and the way a lot of the times draft draft mock drafts work is that people go by the last game that someone plays in their in their college career, which I think is a little ridiculous. And people put way too much into combine numbers, mm-hmm. um, but it is a part of the whole going through the process and looking at guys in the NFL. Exactly. But right now, if I'm on paper and I'd rather draft Mariota or Winston, I'd go with Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Honestly, if I need a quarterback, I would go with Marcus Mariota. If I'm an NFL GM, I'm not taking either one of these two or these really? guys Even too if early you need a quarterback. Even if you need a quarterback. Quarterbacks are so valuable, but they're hit and miss, and if you miss, you're stuck with them for a few years. So if you're Tampa and Bay. It, it but how deep is this draft, though, when it comes to quarterbacks? Who need quarterbacks desperately. Brett Hundley is probably the third yeah. best guy on the yeah. list right now, and he's not projected maybe, to go until the second round. Maybe this isn't the year to go for a quarterback in the NFL draft. We saw Kansas City a few years ago. They just signed Alex Smith. There are decent mid-level guys who can just control games for a couple of years for you in free agency. Okay, makes sense. Um, but we're going to move on from the NFL right now, and we're going to start a new segment, which I'm not sure if you listened in last week to our previous show, but we had a special guest host because Matt Rehemba could not be here. Yeah, Jack Kempner. Sorry. So we're starting a new five-minute segment called Kempner's Corner, where Jack <laughs> Kempner comes in. K spelled with a corner, alliteration, get at us. I know we're clever. Jack Henry is going to come in, and oh, yeah. he's going to talk about something on his mind. We're going to 
discuss it and see where it goes from there. So Jack is in the studio now. So Jack, let us know what you think. All right, Jack, what do you, you got have, for us, Jack? You have the floor. We will not interrupt for a solid five minutes. Here no, you are. Oh, what, this is well, going to be a discussion. Oh, you think so? Well, this, this will turn into a discussion. Okay. Okay. Unless discussion. he could go oh, on for five straight minutes. Right now. He's, He's ready. ready. He's ready to go. Zubas and all. Guys, it's, it's great to be back. Um, first Thanks off, to you. It's a pleasure I'm having you. I'm at the third baseman earlier. Yes, sir. I completely left out George Brett. All right, just throwing that out there. All right, no opinion, just saying. Whatever, good, good point. Good point. Look it up, but it's okay. It's okay. So, um, anyway, I am here to talk about the NBA. All right. I feel like you know the we, NBA. We criminally undercover it here at the S- at, at the SEC. Yeah, we're we're terrible here with the you NBA. Know? I but love I love basketball, like college a little bit better. I'm but. not gonna get not gonna get too serious though. We're gonna talk about all the technicals and fighting that happened. All right. All right. Let, you let's saw know it about it. A few days ago, James Harden. Kicked LeBron James in the groin area. He can't do that. That's yeah. not. You that's can't. not. No bueno. There. It's just not a good. Not not good. Game. All right. And it was crazy. We saw LeBron tangled up with Patrick Beverly earlier. Got double tacked, and then he gets kicked in the groin. I. It's wild. And then in the Heat game last night. I don't know if you guys saw this. Hassan Whiteside got into it with Alex Len. They got into a uh, wrestling match on the court. It was, it was a insane. literal wrestling match. It got match. intense. It got intense. I love it. So it was- I want to talk about what place stuff like that. Obviously, it's two different categories, and we can actually right. talk about the split between you know a real fight and just a little cheap shots. But what place does that have in the NBA? Well. Mm. You said it right there by separating the two. James Harden, that was a cheap shot. That's not oh, part definitely. of the game. That's that's just take taking out your emotion on another human being. That's not yeah. that's not okay. You just don't. No, want I, I completely agree. It's not okay. But it is entertaining. It was very entertaining. Entertaining to, to see a guy get kicked in the groin area? <laughs> that hurt. I was talking more about the that Hassan hurts. Whiteside fight. That, see, that's a different one I was talking. I was talking about that. I was talking the, about that one. I the that's Hassan Whiteside, Alex Len one, that's, that's energy. That's fight. That's that's what you want to see on I the It's just court. heat of the moment I mean, right there. Big thing in the NBA, people say guys don't care. You see this, they're wrestling on the court. It's it's, it's great. The beginning of March. It's these guys are fighting. Yeah. They want to win these games. This is yeah. when things are getting heated up too. Like this brings Standings, us back to close. when the NBA I like the pun. was at heated. its We're best. We're talking about the ah, Miami Heat. I like even, it. Didn't I like even it. notice. Right. Didn't even right, notice. So Jack, keep I was it going. on a bit oh, of a roll okay. there. I All was right. going to say something. All right, Steve, go ahead. This brings it back to when the NBA was at its best. If you go back to one of the legendary battles in the playoffs, Celtics Pistons, Bill Lambier gets laid out by Kevin McHale. Bill Lambier, one of the cheapest guys in NBA history. These guys as, are as were the entire Detroit Pistons team at that point. The bad boy Pistons, yes. exactly. The that's the energy you want to see. The will to win. Like this is a regular season game, and these guys are tackling each other. I I can't wait to see what happens in the playoffs. And Hassan well, Whiteside, just sidebar, up and coming star. It's been great to watch. I mean, the dude is a freak. He's gonna have a yeah. double double with blocks at some point. Blocks and rebounds, maybe. <laughs> almost had that in college. He had like six blocks a game like in college. He's one of those people crazy. that could honestly have a quadruple double in a game. Yeah. Out of blocks, rebounds, points, I don't know, steals. Steve, is it, Steve has anyone ever had a quadruple double in a game? Yeah, you know, it has happened. It I, has happened a, a few times. Anthony, okay. Anthony Davis has to be close every. Has it happened in the past ten years? Do you think? No, probably no, a while I'll, ago. I'll look probably it up not. right now. Okay. Right now. So for Jack, all of Jack, you. Jack, but keep up your corner talk while Steve. Jack, what else do you have? I have a little anecdote. Actually, Larry Bird one time going into the fourth quarter had a triple double and had like eight steals and and just sat out the entire fourth quarter because he's a team player. That's devastating. Good man, Larry Bird. Fun fact. Good man. All right, Jack. What else you got? All right. Let's see. What else? You know. What in the sports world is bothering me? 
What else? What is grinding your gears right now, Jack? <laughs> you know, I'm really put him on the spot. How about, hey, here's something we haven't talked about. I want to give a shout out to the Ithaca women's basketball team. Ah, there we go. There we go. Good looks. Heading, heading up to there Maine, I believe, playing Mount St. Vincent. It's a big game. Yeah. Very hey. big game. First round in the NCAA tournament for them. They dropped the EA tourney. Doesn't matter. Hey, they're still they in, still baby. got the bid. They're still in. They're dancing. Uh, let me just say they didn't drop it. Just Mary-Kate Cusack just oh, absolutely man. destroyed Mary- them. Mary-Kate Cusack dropped some threes. If we're going to get technical. Wait, wait. Jonah, what did, did if, she hit? what did she hit more threes then? She hit more threes than a bad dating side. I've been waiting to say that forever. Boom, we Thank finally you, got it. We yes. finally got it in there. Yes. Yes. Speaking, Took us all this time. Speaking of incredible performances, I'm going to rewind a little back, about that. back to our <laughs> Mary Kay Cusack's incredible 41-point yeah. right. per- right. performance against the Ithaca Bombers. That segue worked. Now, <laughs> Salty's on top of back, the segues today. I love it. I love we, it. We were talking about NBA all-time quadruple doubles. It has happened yes. four times in NBA history, four all times. by big men. Whoa. Nate Thurmond Whoa. had 22 points, 13 assists, 14 rebounds, and 12 blocks. And the most recent one, 1994. That's right. the year I was – this was before I was born. February 17, 1994, old. David Robinson – Scored 34 points, 10 assists, 10 rebounds, and exactly 10 blocks. So that's just an incredible performance. Some good stats. By good all stats. Of who those is in guys. between? I don't care about the stats. I just want to know who the other two are. Uh, Alvin Robertson for the San Antonio Spurs in 1986, and Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon. I was going to say Hakeem baby. the Dream had one. Yeah, he, he, uh, if anyone would. It, yeah. These were all big men. That was like, my guess. Um, who's going to get one next? You think Hassan Whiteside can do it? You think Anthony Davis could do it? I th- honestly. Trevor Cooney. <laughs> LeBron, I think LeBron could do it. Uh, That's kind of an obvious pick. Oh, LeBron could do it. I, I, could, see Le- it I could see LeBron getting a triple-double. I, I could see LeBron coming close to averaging a triple-double, but I can't see LeBron getting a quadruple-double in a single How about game. Ron- what about it's Rondo? Be a, Healthy it's Rondo. It's got to be a Rondo, big man. Rondo can't uh, yeah. block shots like that. It's, you well, it need to have steals. You got steals. Uh, 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 10 steals, that stuff. That's ridiculous. Only one time has the quadruple-double happened with 10 steals as being a part of it. Rondo could is a freak of nature. Maybe he could do it, but honestly, I'm gonna say Anthony Davis has the best shot. He's got the skill. He's got the passing ability. He's got good teammates. And we've started to see that he can develop his three point shot. So, so yeah, it's he's getting there. I'll tell you what, the Pelicans, man, good basketball team. Finally, right? It's about time. It's, it's, it's they've, they've been weighing down there. Drew Holiday and all those people who weren't injured. Imagine if but, they they could get it, get it together. But that's what happens when you get a star like Anthony Davis. The NBA is really good this year. This is going to be exciting as it goes on. But that's all the time we have for Kepner's Corner. Yeah, guys, thanks so much for having me. I really look forward to making this a weekly thing, yeah. maybe a daily thing. I'll Could just be start a... talking to you guys randomly. Just randomly just, just call us up and be like, hey, calls. this is what's going on in my it's mind right now. It's going to be great. All right? All right, I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. Keep this. this up. This is a great We're, we're doing this. All right. Thank all right. you, Jack. And I believe Thank that's all we have right now on the podcast, Salty. That, so. that hey, is hey, all Jack's we have. Here. Let's, let, Jack, you want Jack up, to yeah, close it Jack, out? Jack, wrap up the show no, for us. No, sir. I thought I was done. Yeah. Oh, Jeez, just close wow, it out here, Jack. So Look, for all of us here, Jonah Restuccio, Matt Rahemba, Salty Stephen Altieri, our producer, Ribo Ryan Benelli, and, of course, the much-slept-on assistant producer, Chris Serrano, Tune into Newswatch Sports yeah, baby. every Tuesday. Matt Rahemba's hosting. I'll be there. Chris I'll be on it. Anyway, for all of us at SC16, before anyone interrupts me, as they always do, always thank happens. you so much for listening. Have a good evening. Have a good morning. Have a good day. And everyone, thank you for listening to us. <laughs> <laughs>